about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Only one name is worthy of all our praise and glory, and it is Jesus. Jesus saved us, washed us in his own blood, made us holy and blameless. Jesus is the great I am. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, Bright and Morning Star. Jesus took us out of the miry clay and put our feet on a rock to stay. Jesus saved us from a dying world. And Jesus saved many of us out of bad relationships and put us in good relationships so that our souls may prosper. Praise the holy name of Jesus. Well, as you all know by now, our pastor's out and uh, he's enjoying some time with some family in Ohio. And uh, we're just more than happy to be here in his stead while he's enjoying that time. And to think that this church started about 20 years ago. They had the main start over in a preschool called Just for Fun. And I think Pastor Tom, you know, he, he kind of started out hoping, you know, things will, would uh, turn into a great manifestation, you know, starting out just for fun. And now what it is, it's a beautiful church that has expanded to foreign lands and, and distant seashores and had, a, had and has a great impact on many so we want to thank Pastor Tom and Becky for saying yes, yes to God, and answering the call on their life, and telling the devil no. And because they did, many of us benefit. We benefit from that, from them saying yes, and from them telling the devil no. And our lives have been impacted for the kingdom of heaven, amen? And he has left a mark on our life that will never, never be changed. And because of that, we want to say yes to God, because they said yes. And if you want to turn to Psalms 24 and 7, I'm going to use a quotation from that Psalms. And it encourages the believer, lift up ye heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up forevermore, you age abiding doors. So that the king of glory shall come in. Lift up ye heads, O ye gates, ye age abiding doors. So that the king of glory shall enter in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. He is the king of glory. Hallelujah. He is our Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. But we have to do our part, church. Amen? Amen. We have to offer all who we are to the Lord by lifting it up to him 
all of our cares, casting our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. But as we offer ourselves to the king of glory, the the Lord strong and mighty, it is a partnership. He becomes to live in us. He comes to live in us and begins to operate in us because we have made the decision to lift him up. Amen. Amen. As my wife demonstrated earlier, the battle is the Lord's. The devil will look to each and every one of us and try to find a point to where you will back down. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. He's an adversary. That's why they call him the devil. He will try to discourage you and back you up off of your call of God. But you have to know that you know within your heart, all of your being, that the Lord, strong and mighty, the King of glory, is with you. And he will fight your battles. Amen. And if the thief be found stealing, guess what? He's got to pay sevenfold. So when things happen in your life that are discouraging and you don't understand why, just know now he owes you seven times more what he stole. That's the word of God. Amen. But we have to open our mouth and declare it and say, oh, I know the word. I know my rights because I'm a kingdom citizen. You've been found stealing devil. Now you got to repay me. And when God restores in your life, it will be more than before. Amen. So we as people of God, we got to let God hear our yes. And we got to let the devil hear our no. And it's got to be emphatic. Yes, the Lord must hear our yes. Our yes to his will, way, plan, and purpose for our life. We must let him know every morning that we plan on cooperating with what he has for us. Yes to his abundance, yes to his goodness, yes to his divine health plan for our life. We must also let the devil hear our no. No, devil, you will not raise up the old man in me anymore. The old man is going to stay in the grave where he belongs. Amen. We have to tell the devil no to poverty, no to sickness, no to, no to depression, no to disease, and no to defeat. We are saying yes to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. So I want to talk today about cooperating with the spirit of God because it produces an open heaven. The day we got born again, born after the very spirit of God, Romans 8, Romans 5 and 8, at least three supernatural events occurred, whether we knew it or not, whether we are aware of it or not. It's in the word. It took place. Amen. All right. Number one. We've been received and adopted by Heavenly Father. That day we said, Jesus Christ is Lord. I I believe God has raised him from the dead, and he is my Savior. God became our Father. God became responsible for looking out after our well-being because he's our Father. He's our keeper. Amen? He's our keeper. He's our protector. Amen. Number two. That's Galatians 4 and 6, by the way. You have a new nature, 
which is the very nature of God. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 points that out, that we are new creations. We are a species of beings that have never, ever existed before. So what this enemy is trying to stop is something he's never even seen before, never even existed. It's a new dynamic. Amen. Somebody say that. I'm a new creation. I'm a species of being that has never existed before. Amen. Hallelujah. And three, we were translated into God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Whether it says kingdom of his dear son. If I can have that word on the prompter, uh, brother. We're going to turn to uh, first, well, Colossians 1 and 12. It says, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood and even the forgiveness of sins. I like how Paul, Paul often reiterates giving thanks. Giving thanks is having an attitude toward gratitude. Amen. And part, uh, uh, a very vital part of operating in God's kingdom is having that attitude of gratitude. Our attitude has to be very unique and different than the world's attitude. Because in the world and being a, a child of Satan, they're not grateful. They complain all the time. They're always trying to find indifference in something, you know, but God's people, we're children of light and we're thankful and we're grateful for everything. And part of that saying yes to God in the, in the morning is, is, is give them that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for waking me up in the morning. You know, yeah, you got aches and pains in the bodies. Just thank them in advance. Hey, these, these, this pain that I'm feeling, Lord, I know that you're going to take care of it, you know, because you are my healing. Hallelujah. And you have provided healing from my body. And every day you're just having a conversation with your father because that's what he desires to do because he's your father now. Yes, signs, wonders and miracles are great, but we have to get acquainted with everyday life, you know, and everyday life. Sometimes it's just everyday life, getting up, putting your shoes on, brushing your teeth, uh, making yourself some coffee. But in those moments, are we thankful are we grateful? Are we grateful for that person that made that coffee maker? Are we grateful for the person that took the time to pick the beans for that coffee? You know what I mean? Just getting into thankfulness, living everyday life, being thankful. Lord, I could have been, I could have went by the, the way of the grave, but I thank you, Father. And then, uh, Apostle Paul, he points out in Thessalonians 1, 5, and 8, is that giving thanks in all things for this is the will of God. So when we're thankful, when we're giving the Lord thanks, and we're, we're, we're showing appreciation to others in, in relationships, I tell you if, you, if you're in a bad relationship, start saying thank you, you know, or I mean, according to your opinion, if you're in, in a place, start showing gratitude for that person. You know, a woman that, you know, a housewife that's raising kids, four or five kids or whatever the case may be. Say, thank you, honey. 
Thank you. You do such an amazing job. I couldn't do that job, you know, but you do it. And then wives, you talk to your husbands. Man, you, I sure appreciate you. Every day you go out there and, and you don't miss a day of work. Honey, I thank you for putting a roof over my head. You see what I mean? It's a language. It's an atmosphere. And that does something to a person's heart. It makes them want to do more. So when we're, we have that communication going with our father, then guess what? He's attracted to that because it's an attitude of appreciation. You recognize, I, I, I try, to, I try, I fail, I try to recognize every good thing the father does. And it's hard to do because he does a lot, of things, a lot of good things. But I said, oh, sometimes I have to go back two or three days. I said, Lord, you know, I caught you on that one. You did that nice thing for me and it went by me. But I, I just want to let you know, I acknowledge it right now. Amen. You were so good to me. You gave me kindness when I didn't deserve that. Amen. So. I love how the Apostle Paul is just so, so mind-blowing in his writing, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet. He's made a meeting place for us, guys. He met with us the day we got born again, and he's opened up everything that he has for us in that meeting place, whether we acknowledge it or not. That's why the Word of God is so important, because the Word of God is a programming to our minds and to our hearts, and it opens, opens us up. And then we could begin to share it with one another. And then we like, wow, I never knew that. Yeah, it had to be introduced to you so that you can activate it in your soul and, and be a stronger believer. And then you will become more aware is what happens. Amen. Amen. So giving thanks. He's delivered us. The power of darkness, it has no more power over us, guys. You are a child of light. You belong to another kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven. And can I tell you, the kingdom of heaven is determined to make its presence known in the earth. It will not take no for an answer. It will not back down. It will not go away. It will not change its mind, its heart, or its plan. His agenda is will be done in the earth. It will be done. And when you see people like Pastor Tom preach and, and main man preach on, on things, you can see, and, and Papa Ted, just to give an example, not to knock anybody else down, guys, but you can see in their lives there's a determination that God has put on their hearts. And it will not stop because we understand what God has placed us in the earth to do. Amen? We are children of light. Yes, things get tough because, verse 15, the image of an invisible God. And we're going to address that later. All right. But we have been delivered. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. We're talking about cooperating with the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven, when it comes, it comes in power. Our Father has given us every spiritual blessing through Christ Jesus as we become more skillful in operating in our spiritual inheritance it will become more and more exciting and enjoyable we must take our kingly authority given to us by Christ and speak to every circumstance and situations that is not in the will of Christ our Lord Job 22:28 says that 
as a king decrees a thing, it shall be established. So a decree is a written law. A declaration is a spoken word from the law. There are certain things that uh, Messiah, King Messiah, Jesus, has spoken and the scribe knew that it had to be written down. Amen? That's why it is written in the book of Revelations 1 and 5. He has made us kings and priests. Hallelujah. According to his divine will, plans, and purposes. So we are royalty, and with that royalty, we have the full backing of another world. Jesus says that my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, then the disciples would have fought, but they they didn't fight. God has not purposed them to fight, but to manifest his kingdom and glory and power. Let's talk about heaven for a minute. Heaven is a place where the throne of God is. We will see Jesus there and all the mighty men and women of God who are no longer aging. We will begin to understand all mysteries because we will be in the presence of the one who knows, knows it all. We will have eternal life. Death will no longer and no more exist. Abundance of joy, gladness, love, harmony, and gratitude. We will be united with all our loved ones who Jesus has saved. Beauty all around that cannot be comprehended with our minds, not with our natural minds. Gold so pure, it is transparent like glass. Amen? Amen. And one might say, Brother Ben, how can you believe in heaven and you haven't even seen it? Well, Jesus told us heaven existed and it is in his holy word. And our Lord esteems his word. He esteems his word above his own name. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. Matthew 24 and 35. Let's look at Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. And we can verify that there's a heaven by what we have already seen, what God has already created. That's what the scripture is saying. How did we get here? Great minds have already determined if you don't believe in God, you need to invent a God. Because there's too many things that are perfectly and intricate, intricately woven that s- scream, I've been created. I have a maker. And my maker's God. The term is called anthropic for all you scientific minds. Albert Einstein was one of the first people one of the first great minds that, that noticed that, noticed the divine design of God's wonderful architecture. But all of creation, it speaks that we have a maker. 
So when Christ came to testify of that place, which is called heaven, and we are citizens of that kingdom, a kingdom and a kingdom in whom, rule, in whom ruler is God, it exists. Let's look at another scripture. 1 Corinthians 2, 9, 10 through 11, if you want to turn there. If you're there, say amen. amen. But as it is written, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, nor hath it entered into the heart of man the things that Father God has prepared for those who love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So what is it saying? It's saying that what God has for us is so incredible. It's so incomprehensible. It's hard to believe that it does exist because it exceeds our, our uh, ability to describe it. But what God is saying, he says, but God is revealing things to us by the Spirit. So when we became born again, now we receive. Jesus gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is beginning to reveal things that were not known. Amen? And he's telling us in his word that they will be known. And we will know it more and more and more because it is his will. Satan's will is being moved out of the earth. God's will is coming in the earth. Okay? It says in Matthew eleven twelve, The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And we are the violent. We're going to take it by force. The kingdom of heaven. Amen? And by his spirit. Meaning we're going to be active, not violence, physical violence, but we're going to be doing spiritual things to overcome the forces of darkness because we understand that we are light beings, we're light creatures, and we understand our purpose and our call. Verse 11, this whole, this whole scripture here, if you ever want to take your mind on a trip, it's a good scripture. You read it in its entirety. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Verse 11 says, for what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so that God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. So this is telling us that God, his spirit, are becoming one again. And what man didn't know, he will know because now the spirit of God is revealing things to him. So when you encounter a person that has a revelation and you can find it in God's word, then you need to listen to that person because there's a different dynamic in the earth right now. Amen. There's something happening in the earth right now that has never existed before. So you will not understand it with your carnal mind, but we have to be believers knowing God's will and God's purpose. God's purpose is to invade the earth with his presence and with his kingdom and with his influence. And he's not taking no for an answer. It's his. It all belongs to him and his children. 
And he's, give, he's already given it to us, but do we know it? Amen? Amen. All right. All right, I want to talk about a man of God. You guys, some of you may know him. His name is Kevin Zadai, okay? All right, and he has a powerful testimony. He has a, a near-death experience. He was taken to heaven by Jesus, and I've listened to him, and I receive from him. When, just hearing this man talk, well, Papa Ted attests to, to that and then a couple of others. Um, hearing a man's talk will, will, will excite you. It will stir you up, okay? It has a powerful testimony, all right? So... What does that mean when we say powerful, okay? It means it's, it's, it's inspiring. It makes you want to be a better person. It makes you want to be a better uh, child of God, so to speak. All right, so when he returned the first time from heaven, I believe he was able to uh, automatically learn how to pay about 14 musical instruments, okay? So that was a, a verification, if you will, that he's been to a place that's not of this world. Okay, so... He was on the show, Sid Roth Supernatural. Some of you are familiar with that. Sid Roth is an investigator. He's an investigator of the supernatural. So he will ask the tough questions to verify if people are telling the truth or not. And he's been doing it for about 40 years, a very long time. So he has credibility. He has a reputation. And he's not going to say something that he doesn't believe. Amen? He's not going to say something that's not in the Word. So Kevin Zadai, he recently stated... Some notable points, and I want to share it with the church because I believe the church needs to hear this. All right. He, re- he recently s- he stated, in heaven, Jesus said to him with a tear in his eye, and so many of my people are trying to barely make it in to heaven. This grieved the Messiah. Okay. They're not concerned with the hottest part of heaven, which Kevin, desire, he, he describes as the, the sapphire stone, where the area where God's throne is, Jesus' throne is, is blue sapphire. It's the hottest part in heaven. They have what you call seraphim angels. Seraphim are, are known for being the burning ones. They, they just burn with fire all the time because they're in the presence of God continually. Okay? But he says, they're not concerned with making it into the hottest part of heaven. Most of my people just want to barely make it in. They're just trying to do, you know, just enough just to get into heaven. And he took them and he showed them a vision of the the people. And it was a bunch of people. There was a fence. And there was a bunch of people on the fence, straddling the fence going back and forth between two opinions. You know that? Okay. So those are the people basically that haven't made up in their mind. They still got some questions. They still got some doubts. They're still going around putting their faith in man. Things of that nature will cause you to kind of, you know, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer today, you know, and then I'm, I'm not a believer the next day. You're straddling the fence. You're going back and forth. And if that's you, I want you to come up for prayer. I would like you to come see me after the meeting. Amen. Be honest with yourself because God is bringing it to your attention and he wants to remove something out of your life and bring in something into your life that is going to give you greater victory. Okay. And that's called grace. That's called the anointing. All right. So he says, too many of my people are doing that today and it's grieving the Messiah. 
Okay. Another thing he said about the floor in the throne room of heaven. The floor is made out of blue sapphire. Okay. And it's, it's, it's transparent. And Kevin Zadai himself tried to walk on that floor. He says, no, you can't come here. He says, Lord, but I'm the righteousness of God. I'm holy even as you are holy. So he's coming up with all these identity scriptures. He says, no. He says, this floor is relational. Those scriptures are positional. I want relationship. So he basically called the man of God out. He says, I'm calling my people to a relationship because there will be many in that day that say, Lord, didn't I do many works in your name? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? And he will say to them, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. Because your heart is not in the right place. Your mouth is saying one thing, but your heart is in a different place. So he's calling believers out of that. He wants us to be sincere in who we are and not play around, not play games, not play church, not in one day, off the next not hot one minute, cold the next. You follow me? He wants people steadfast that are going after the hottest place in heaven. It says that another place in the world, in, in the word, in Revelations. You know, though you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. You know, being hot and everything has nothing to do with being mean, yelling, shouting, and stuff like that. You can be on fire for God, cool, collective. But you're, you're consistent in your walk with Christ. You have integrity. You know, you do the, you do the fundamental things. You, you pray. You listen to people. You have compassion with people. You give when people have a need. You know, you're not just to seek attention. And I'll tell you one thing about your brother, Brother Ben. And I'm not blowing my horn. Just some of you guys don't know me that well. Anything that you see me doing public... I've been doing it in private a lot longer than I've been doing it in public. It's, it's, a, it's because of how I was raised. I had a father that put integrity in me as a little boy. Told me what it means to work, to keep my word, to not lie, to tell the truth. A lot of people don't have that today, okay? But we need it today. We need to get back to certain things, fundamental principles in the kingdom of heaven if we're going to be the people of God. Because I made my mind up a long time ago. I I smile and I shout, and we should. We should be joyful, but there are some things that are very serious. Evidently, if Yeshua is crying, okay? All right. So I won't go too deep into that because, again, that's the spirit of God, okay? You guys don't have the word. Pastor Tom likes the word, and I understand that, okay? But I wanted to share that with you, all right? Matthew 3, 8, here's the word. We must bring forth the fruit of repentance. That's the word of the Lord, Jesus, 3 and 8, okay? So what that means is that you got to be on, we have to be honest with ourselves. If you, you fall, you make a mistake, you're doing something, you know that, that that's not, you're not happy with it. The Lord's not happy with it. Get it out your life. You know, he's faithful and just to, re, to cleanse you and to remove it from you. Amen. First John 1 and 9. Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Got to, got to. 
Got to have that gut check. Got to have that humility. You know, I, I can do it. You know, I'm this, I'm that. You're nothing without God's power and his ability. Humble yourself until God's righteousness and to his word. And in due season, he will lift you up. So if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal them. That's, that's, a, that's a request from the Lord himself, God himself. We must bring forth the fruit of repentance. And I thought the same thing, too. I was like Kevin Zadai. Well, I'm the righteousness of God, this, this, and that. But the Lord Yeshua is looking and says, you think you, basically, he's saying, you guys think you can play me? You could say something out of your mouth and not really, really, really mean it in your heart? You can't do it. You can't be on the, we can't be on the fence today, uh, brothers and sisters. Amen. We got we to gotta get more and go deeper and go deeper and say, you know, every morning in prayer, Lord, this is, man, you're showing me this. This isn't right. I got to be honest. I need help. I need your grace. Thank you for your mercy, Father God. Thank you for looking the other way, but I need your power in my life to break that stuff off because I don't want it. If you don't want it on me, I don't want it. Amen? It's not going to do me any good. It's going to hinder me. Hallelujah. I need to be sweeter to my wife. I need, to, I need to lower my voice. Yes, sir. Okay. I need to handle my daughters better. Yes, sir. You're right. Man, I, I messed up. That's not an example. You know, that's not an example of, a, of, a, of a, a loving husband. You know, my language should reflect your heart at all times. Being angry, being upset, doesn't, it doesn't give me an out to do certain things. Amen. Hey, fall, fall on your face and repent. That was one thing about King David. He was, he was quick to repent. When he was wrong, when he found himself wrong, he, he would say, Lord, forgive me. You know, thy word I've hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against you. In my heart, in the very uh, uh, fabric of who I am, my mind, my will, my imagination, where we keep the pictures. Amen. We are talking about cooperating with the Spirit of God. Part of that cooperating is knowing when you missed a mark. Not to dwell on it, but just acknowledge it, move it. God has made appropriation for it and move on. Yes, you are the righteousness of God. Yes, you are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Blessed in the city. Yeah, you're all those wonderful things. And God has made a way for us to enjoy all that. Hallelujah. If I can go, if I can have on a prompter, um, we'll go to Matthew 17. I want to show you another awesome picture in the scripture. And Pastor Tom has touched on this uh, many of times. But it, it is, again, it's, it's one of those scriptures that is just so powerful. You, you don't extract all the benefits that it has just by reading it one time. The scripture tells us and enjoins us to meditate on the word day and night. You know, because some of these things are so, they're so different from what we've learned growing up, wherever we've grown up. You know, I grew up outside of Los Angeles, you know, primarily in the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, those people had a, a different vernacular than the Bible. You know, I wasn't growing up 
quoting the word and speaking the word and understand how, understanding how to operate in the word. You know what I mean? So a lot of these scriptures, it takes our mind some time to really understand. That's why we need teachers. We need pastors. We need apostles to help us understand what God is trying to convey. Because when we understand it, then we can master it. We can never master anything if we don't understand it ourselves. Amen? And then also, what we meditate on, what we think on, we will manifest it. Jesus said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So it comes from reading. It comes from uh, thinking, seeing it in your imagination, which is your heart, speaking it, and then you'll see the manifestation. And that's what we're talking about, Pastor Tom is talking about uh, in this session of Kingdom Miracles. He's coming out of 1 Peter 4 and 11, that we must speak as the oracles of God. When we speak as the oracles of God, we have the word of God in our mouth. And when we have the word of God, understanding the will of God, we can speak it, and then we can see a manifestation of miracles. That's like we have a need right now, a financial need or whatever. I know that's going the, the need is already manifested. It's in heaven. It's going gonna, it's gonna to manifest in our life because we know that we have the backing of heaven and earth. Amen? Amen. So hallelujah. So whatever we are mindful of, it will manifest. Matthew 17, 4. Verse 1. And after six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth him up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as a light and behold there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him then answered Peter and said unto Jesus Lord it is good for us to be here if thou wilt let us make here three tabernacles one for thee one for Moses and one for Elias Elias or Elijah okay While he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of that cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Okay. Isn't that interesting? After six days, that reminds me of the six days of creation. And Yeshua, he's experiencing this awesome transformation, right? After six days, transfigured. Jesus undergoing a metamorphosis, a major change in his life. And to think that we have the Holy Seed living on the inside of us. Daily, we are to be mindful that we are going under a, a, a greater change. The Bible in uh, 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says that we're going from one level of glory to another level of glory. The anointing is so powerful. It gives us an example. It gives us a type and a, sh- and, and a picture here that the anointing is so powerful, they could see it coming out as light. And also, I wanted to point out that this is an open heaven. Okay, so Jesus had access to heaven because here comes Moses Somebody who's lived 3,000 years ago before the coming of Jesus and Elijah, they're there too. They're not dead. Why aren't they dead? Because there's no death in heaven. 
Okay, they're they are supernatural beings. They live on. They live in the presence of God. There's no there's no death with God because He's eternal. Hallelujah. He's eternal. Scripture also says that as he is, so are we. That's first John four seventeen. Again, speaking forth the word of God as oracles of God, people that speak God's word. We can see that in Matthew six and nine. The Lord's Prayer. If you're not familiar with the Lord's Prayer, I want to enjoin you. I want to encourage you to, to know the Lord's Prayer. You know, because in that prayer, it is, it's, it's declarative. There are many things in that prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our spiritual food. Forgive us of our trespasses. Forgiveness. Okay, repentance. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. See how he's using a, king, a kingly authority? Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. And thine is the glory. Because there's going to be some times where you don't know what to pray. But when you've committed certain things to, you, to your heart, to your mind, your will, your imagination, you could just speak God's word and he honors his word. He has to honor his word. You're, you're praying in, in the perfect will of God. You're speaking as an oracle of God when you speak his word. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive the trespasses of others. Lead us not in temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is a kingdom. Thine is a power. Thine is a glory. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive the trespasses of others. Lead us not in temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the great glory. You guys thought I was singing it for, to the Father or, or saying it for the Father? Sometimes it's for you. We need repetition to really get it. Or it stays with us. So when you're in a tough situation, guess what? Guess what the first thing's going to do? Her tough situation, what she did, she was like, I'm there. I'm already there. I'm praising. It doesn't matter what happens. All hell breaks out. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is thy name. The kingdom of heaven is responding to your situation. Angels are start showing up. You're coming into contact with intercessors and power that you're not well, well acquainted with yet, but you will be acquainted with it as you continue to cooperate with God's plan of redemption. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing can beat this inheritance that we have. It gets better and better. The more we participate, the more we enjoy it, the more exciting we're going to get because we're going to see changes in our lives. You want change in your life, right? You want change. You want to say, I hope you want to see change in your brother's life. Right? I got a couple of brothers. They, they, need, they, need, they need deliverance. I want to see change in their lives. 
And I know maybe they don't know how to operate it. Maybe they're fighting it, whatever, you know, disbelief, this, that, and other. But I can, knowing my kingly authority now and what we learn here, I can override their stupidity because I'm a king. (laughs) We can override a lot of stupidity that's going on in our society and our political systems because we're kings and they're not. Because they don't know it or they don't receive it. That's the only difference. It's not that we're better. It's just that we've received Yeshua. Just like the people of Israel. The people, they believe. The people of Israel, they just believe. God says, I choose you not because you're better than anybody else. Because you are the least of most people. But it's because of your faith. Your faithful seed, Abraham. Because he was a believer. And because your father was a believer, I'm going to take care of you. Don't we understand? Do we understand that? We got to understand that. It's not because God is, he's no respecter of persons. He don't play that. He don't play that game. He doesn't, okay? Any nation that believes him, he will back that nation. In, in, in the scriptures, there's certain people, he told the children of Israel, don't mess with them. You will not gain anything by going to war with the, those people. In essence, those are your brothers and sisters. How many kids Abraham had? Come on. He had a lot, right? All right, so God has to, God doesn't fight himself. So why are we getting in strife with each other? Arguing, fighting, bickering, complaining. Yeah, that's the enemy. The enemy will do it. The enemy will fight itself. He's stupid enough to fight itself and kill himself and stuff like that. But God doesn't get involved in strife, bickering, and the works of the flesh. Okay, so we have to know that. You know, when we're, when we're in strife, division and stuff, we got to snap out of it. We're like, no, that's not the will of God. We're not cooperating with the Spirit of God by doing that. Okay, so this is uh, another thing that I want to point out for the church. <clears throat> uh, another uh, divine utterance that came forth, it was from uh, Pastor Latasha. And she brought forth a word last year. It was... Uh, from a night with the king, and it was, it was very powerful. And what I did is I saved, I saved some of it, and I wanted to, another thing I wanted to share. Testing. Yeah, there's something that I want to highlight. Ain't electronics amazing? It's the closest thing to the spiritual world, okay? The kingdom of heaven is at hand, literally, right here. Because the word is going out in nanoseconds now. Just like the spirit world. Just like the thought world. It's just, just about as fast as your thought. Which is about 4.6 billion miles per second. Well, we talk about thoughts. Thoughts are powerful. Don't estimate, underestimate your thoughts. And what you meditate on. So I'm going to use you to preach while you're just standing there, okay? Is that okay? And that's just the beginning, God says. After that, I will pour out my spirit of every kind of people. And you all are every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, also your daughters, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, and I'll even pour out my spirits on the servants, men and women both. I just want to hit real quickly on women. 
because some people might have a problem with women speaking or being leaders or giving the word of God. But if God is saying this, I didn't say it, I didn't write it. If God is saying he can use men and women, he's going to pour his spirit on all of us, then that's what he means. That's right. So if you don't hear what I'm saying because you're thinking I'm a woman and I was just up here doing electric slide because you know what? The Lord Jesus likes us to have fun. That's right. Amen. But he will use who he wants. And he's going to use women at a whole new realm starting up really soon. The devil's mad about that. Because I always tell my ladies and women, when we have a womb, we give birth to visions. We give birth to dreams. That's us. That's what women do. We give birth. And we help our men to go forward and do their thing. And the enemy doesn't want that. But that's okay. Because we already know he's a defeated foe. He's already defeated. Because I'm telling you, we are entering to a time, people of God, where it's gonna, the people of the world is going to be in, reintroduced to God's Holy Spirit power like never before. It's going to be such an explosion as we see the greatest demonstrations that's going to hit this earth. And it's going to be through you. And we have to be ready because I'm going to tell you right now, the church is not going to look the same. We won't act the same. We won't be the same. That we are going to have a voice. That people are going to be running to us, asking us for wisdom. They're not going to be going to the world because they know who we are. We have fruit. We have power that backs us. Right, 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 right. We're the ones that have the truth. And I'm going to keep saying it again. The invasion of the spirit is imminent. And I don't mean invasion of the body snatchers. Y'all remember that? <laughs> She's a pretty good comedian, right? <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to use that to highlight, you know. And again, it shows you how the mind is. We forget stuff. We got to be reminded. And thank God that the Holy Spirit, he will remind us. You know, uh, through his, his prophets, his messengers, the people that he's raised up. I thank God that in the word, it says that I have reserved 7,000 prophets that haven't bowed to the name of Baal. Amen. There are people out there that, that love God. Yeah. You know, and we're going to see that more and more. But back to what she was saying and what she, the, the divine utterance was coming forth. The, the kingdom of God, the invasion of the spirit is imminent. And that comes from Matthew 4 and 7. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You know, the words of Christ. Invasion of the spirit. And, you know, that great move of the spirit. <clears throat> we all know it happened 50 days after Pentecost. So the problem is not on the spirit's side. It's just us that we, again, we have to learn how to cooperate. We have to really believe who we are, and we want to be a church that are moving and operating, helping other people operate in their call and their plan and in their life. Another thing I wanted to forget, I wanted to highlight because God did something wonderful in your meeting, and I already know what's taking place because you 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 said it, and and of course other things have have, have taken place, but last Sunday it was notable, okay, because it was it was on a on a greater magnitude, and I wanted to remind you and encourage you. That, that, those are the words. Those were your utterances. Like Pastor Tom said, 1 Peter 4 and 11, the oracles of God will produce miracles. So if, if uh, some of you guys aren't quite aware of what happened in that women's meeting, they were getting wrecked. They experienced a, 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 the power and manifestation of, of the kingdom of heaven in their meetings. You know, people getting set free from bondages. 
again, you know, sometimes we want the real big, grandiose miracles. I'm a millionaire overnight and stuff like that. You know, how about just being content with just peace, perfect peace, you know, contentment, godly contentment, you know. You know, I, I, I may just have a one-bedroom apartment, but that's okay. You know, I'm on time. I, pay, I can pay my rent on time. You know, you, I have that peace because I got the word. I got Yeshua, you know, and just being satisfied and content with everyday life. You know, I got, I got beautiful children. My children are healthy. They're in their right minds, you know. And then, again, because when you start living in the kingdom, you, you're not going to be satisfied because it's, it's, like, a, it's like, a, like a euphoric type of thing that's so good for you. You know, you ever taste a, a really delicious strawberry or something? You're like, hmm, let me have another one of those, right? You want another one. It's just like when we have these meetings, church meetings, it's like, man, because church is like a, a snapshot of what the kingdom of heaven will be. We'll be, you know, involved with our brothers and sisters. There'll be wonderful words. There'll be wonderful teachings, things of that nature. So it's something you would want to do. And in my own life, you know, I would... I, not satisfied with going to church on Sunday and Wednesday, you know. I got to have I gotta have church on Monday when I wake up. Turn the worship music on. You know, let me hit the floor or whatever I do to get down in prayer. I got to have it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You want more. If, if you're saying you want more of God, and we're going to have more of God, but we, all we have to do is just get that relational. Just like Kevin said, I get that relational relationship. Lord, what is on your heart today? What can I do for you today, Lord? You know, what is it about me that I'm not quite doing right? Because there are some things Brother Ben ain't ain't doing quite right, you know. But thank God for his covering. A lot of you guys don't see it or have to deal with it. All right. But know that I have a heart that's after God. You know, there's things that I'm working on every day and determined to change so that I I can be, you know, Hear ye him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Okay. Let me close with Revelations 21. I'm going to read this. And then don't forget, I want you to be obedient. Come up for prayer or cooperate, I should say. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. If the, the Holy Spirit has prompted you to get prayer or to, if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to introduce you into your Father's kingdom. So I'm going to read from Revelations 21, and you're going to see that it is God's destiny. He loves us so much, he wants to bring his home here to earth, okay? And it's going to happen, and it's happening more and more. These visitations with heaven are going to happen more and more. These encounters with heaven in the women's meeting and the Sunday's meetings are going to happen more and more, amen? Amen. It's not, it's not going to tarry. It's not going to falter. It's not going to shriek. It's not going to be afraid of the new world order or his world order or the third world order or whatever type of order. Okay, God, is, he foresee that thousands of years before it even happened or tried to happen. So I'm going to read from Revelations 21 and 2. All right, John the Revelator, John the prophet, hallelujah. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and that God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor more death, 
neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Hallelujah. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water, water of life, freely. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Church, if you can just stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, these are your children, Lord God. These are vessels of light. They are peculiar. They are royalty, Father God. Hallelujah. May the words that were spoken today over them May it, has, may it have a, a tremendous uh, impact and revelation in their mind, will, and emotions, Father God. And may their spirits permeate throughout the week. We bless them. And Father God, we thank you that you keep them throughout the week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah.